Pesky's Pest Control. Put your birds on the run. Call 205-470-8161. Hey, so today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about real estate, and I've got my good friend, Hey, I'm Chancey Rogers with Chancey Rogers Realty, brokered by Keller Williams Hoover. Well, Chancey, um, so a couple questions for you. What got you into real estate? Well, um, actually, I had already had our, um, at the time, three-year-old, um, and my husband's a fireman, and so we were looking for a way for me to be able to stay at home um, and not have to be away from him so much. So I started in December of 2013 getting my license and then we found out in february of 2014 that i was pregnant with our second child um so no that's not right 2015 um and um so i decided to go all in with real estate i was working for a paper company um in birmingham eight to five um and i i fell in love with it and it took off and it's been a roller coaster ever since well, and you started at the perfect time for housing because the market was just yeah. on fire. Yeah, I had six months of just a normalized market um, where things sat for, you know, 30 days. Um, and then we went straight into COVID market and it it blew up fast. Oh, yeah. I remember you were calling me um, daily, yes. uh, five, six, seven times a day. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it was it was, hey, how fast can you get out there? <laughs> Well, hey, um, any advice for uh, someone getting into real estate now um, as far as, you know, the good, the bad, what you what you've seen? Yeah, you, you just have to really be dedicated. You have to have um, you have to have goals in mind. You have to know that this business runs off of what you do. What you put into it is what you get out of it. Um, and I'm, I'm definitely seeing that now out, outside of COVID market. Um, you can't just it, they're not just selling now you you have to work you have to market you have to um be disciplined and discipline yourself it i mean it's a lot of fun it's a lot of joy um because you're helping people with one of the biggest decisions of their lives um but you have to you have to really be dedicated well and also there's kind of that lull that the, you have to they have to worry about you know if there's yeah. no houses on the market then yeah you're, you're yeah, to... I don't. I don't think what people realize is real estate is all commission. Um, it's commission based, and if you're not selling, you're not making money. Um, a brokerage just holds your license to, you know, to represent you and to be there for you if um, something was to go awry. Um, but you know, you're you're all commission based. You get no money unless those houses sell, and when those houses are sitting, you have to plan for that. Oh yeah. So yeah. what's what's the average commission that you would get off of a home? Um, it just depends on the area. So I work, ma I mean, I, of course, I've sold everywhere and anywhere, but I mainly represent, I re mainly do the McCullough area. And here, um, you know, commission, you're looking um, about four to $500, four to $5,000 once it's split. Um, the usual split is anywhere between um, two and a half to three and a half percent uh, for buyer and seller. So you're looking, you know, your, your average commission here, right here in the McCalla area, unincorporated McCalla, you're looking at about five to four, four to 5,000. That's not bad. <laughs> no, not bad. But then you have to take in the taxes and putting back into the company. Of course. And, uh, you know, people look at it and they're like, real estate agents make so much money. And I'm like, mm, let, let me show you. how. To <laughs> um, that's like, that's like being a business owner, you know? So yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you are like, I'm an LLC. Um, I own Chancey Rogers Realty. And um, it, I mean, yes, 
Keller Williams is my home office, um, but I own my own business. So you pay those business taxes. And luckily, again, I'm, you know, I, I'm blessed to be married to a fireman. So we have state and health insurance, but I know plenty of agents that have to pay for their own health insurance. So that's another fee that rolls into all of that on top of our signs and our marketing and everything we do to make it a, a seamless transaction. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, I know we've talked about this a lot, but where do you see the market um, or how is the real estate market now uh, from COVID to now? You know, what do you what are you seeing? I, you know, some I think all agents have it different. Um, again, where I work, um, the areas that I work that I'm mainly in, um, we are seeing a very slow market. Um, we're seeing houses sitting for a lot longer than what they were, which is the norm. Um, they call it the shift. We're in the middle of a shift. And what's so strange is usually everyone shifts together and you're seeing more of the cities not so much in a shift right now where the county, the, the rural areas are in the shift. Um, and I, I think that's just due to who's buying right now and who's not buying right now. Um, you, you know, you have your your um, people who aren't wanting to be aren't want to be around all the things in the rural areas, and right now they're like, I'm just going to hold my money and see what happens. Um, and and I I mean it, I, I I truly feel and anything that I'm listening to feels the same way I do. Um, my lender partners feel the same way I do. As soon as we see those interest rates start dropping a little bit we're going to see um, a crazy market again. Well, it's crazy because prices haven't changed. Mm -mm. And they're going all. up still. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. well, I've seen some, some around here, you know, we've got some, some older people that are leaving their home and, and yeah. going, going other places and they're selling them for 20, 30,000 less than, than what they were going for. And they're still sitting on the market, not, not going anywhere. I mean, yeah. It's, it's crazy how, how it's just flipped. Yeah, we went from here, you know, just in my neighborhood alone, uh, we went from houses selling for 170 to 180 a square foot, and now we, we're barely getting them over 150 a square foot. But keep in mind, 150 a square foot is still a whole lot more <laughs> than what they were even four years ago. Um, so we're, we're comparing with a market that is unprecedented to anybody, if you ask them. And, and the market is trying to level itself out a little bit, but at the same time, prices are still high. And now you throw in the 8% interest rates. Um, so we're, we're just in a lull right now, I think. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, like we just talked about, a $130,000 house is now a four, almost $500,000 house. It's, I, I can't wrap my head around, you know, yeah. you know what it was, so... Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, like like you and I were talking about, I mean, we we purchased our homes for right now. People I mean, at the time we were like, man, that's a steal. Um, and now it's like, was it condemned? Was it falling in? Like, how did you get it for that price? And now, I mean, you and I both can sell our houses for double what we paid for them. Um, and we we've lived in We bought ours in 2014. Um, so, you know, I mean, that's not a huge gap um from, what, from the from what we're seeing now and i mean have we done a lot of work here absolutely we put everything we can back into it um but does that make it to where we should be able to sell it for in the 300,000s i don't know you know and, right. and that's the market that's trying to reset itself a little bit because kids now you know that are getting out of college getting out of high school and they're wanting to buy i know when i was getting out of college and high school it was a starter home was $89,000 you know, and you're getting a starter home now if you're lucky, brand new build 250, 260, you know, and brand new build starter homes, three bedroom, two bath brick, you know, to get get going was $89,000 easy. 
Oh yeah. I mean, it was, to me, it was a lot easier and that's, you know, you're talking about the, the 250, 270, that's, that's a little ways out. I mean, you're not going to be in your, in your yeah, Jefferson no, County, yeah. you're going to be more unincorporated. So yeah, you're going to, you're looking at, um, out in Calera, um, yeah. and those areas that have all that booming new, um, communities, you know, the DR Hortons, the, um, the um, new castles, all of those building mm-hmm. um, the brand new houses side by side. I mean, you're, they're still in the 250s, 260s, easy. Um, and a lot of those new builders are giving all of these, um, all of these specials and the buy downs and everything because they're having to to be able to to keep going because it's hard. Um, of course, yeah. You know, it's hard. And when taxes tell you that your house is three thousand dollars more than what it was two <laughs> years ago. Um, you know, you have to incorporate all of that when you're selling as well. And it's, you know, it, it, it's just people are, are it's, it's a shell shock for everyone. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. So so where do you see the market going? I know we talked about, you know, in the next couple, maybe a year, maybe six months. We really don't know. Where do you see it going? Yeah, I mean, you know, I always hate this question because I, I never want I don't want people to look back and be like, she was wrong. You know what? <laughs> what, what we listen to NAR, um, which is the. Um, um, the real, you know, that's where real estates get all of their information from. That's, that's where we get everything. The National Association of Realtors. Uh, we listen to investors who have been doing this for years. And, um, if real estate agents aren't doing that, you should be, <laughs> um, because that's literally my lifeline. Because again, I'm, I'm four years in and, um, I've seen three different markets in four years. Um, and I feel truly where I'm about to see a whole nother market again, where housing prices are still high, um, 6% is the new 2 and 3%. And we're going to go into another feeding frenzy for 15 people per house because you have to think about it. We had those people that sold their home and kept the cash because their house was worth the most it's ever going to be worth. Um, kept the cash. Well, we're just going to live in our RV or we're just going to rent for a little while. They're still living in an RV. They're still renting. Um, and so once that drops just a little bit, I, which I think will be closer to a election time, um, maybe spring, late spring, I think we'll see a feeding frenzy again and we're all going to be exhausted. <laughs> I pray. Anyway, I'm ready for that. <laughs> um, I thrive in that. I don't thrive in how long is it going to take my house to sell? It's been sitting for 15 days. Um, but I, I, I do feel that that's what's coming and buyers need to brace themselves to be ready to battle again. Definitely. Hey, I love getting a phone call from you on Thursday night being like, hey, I got a closing on Friday. I need you to do it Friday morning. Yeah. It's, yeah. I, I'm with you. It's, it's and, great. And that's so. really what we're seeing. So that that domino effect was, you know, just to give an example of how crazy it is right now. We had been under contract for two months on that. Um, but because you and I both know that you got to get paid. And I was just waiting because the person that was buying that house was having to sell their house. And they were doing a cash deal. Well, the closing date kept changing, which, of course, adjusted our closing date. And then I was doing this as a gift for my seller clients. But I don't want to pay out of pocket because I've had to do it before for a house that didn't sell, um, you know, for a termite bond when it's just sitting there. So Mm -hmm. we, you know, we were having to play domino effect. And then I get the phone call. Hey, we're not closing next Tuesday. We're actually bumping it up to this month, this Friday, because those people want to be in the house over the weekend. Um, And I'm like, oh, okay, well, because we I think we had it scheduled for like that Monday or Tuesday. Um, And I'm like, hey, we got to get this done like yesterday. And that's what we're seeing. Like, it's still moving so fast once you get to that process because lenders are just banging stuff out. Right. Um, but 
we have to get to that process first and everything else has kind of slowed down because these people are waiting for this to happen and this to happen and this to happen. And with the interest rates changing daily, we never know if we're going to make it to the closing table right now because they might, I mean, if they don't walk in like they're supposed to, they might, they might wake up one morning and be like, Hey, we can't afford this because the interest rates went up 5%. You know, I mean, it's just, it's, it's been, it's been crazy. And we've literally seen it all in the last six months. Oh yeah. I mean, to buy in a house, then you can't afford the furniture. So, you know. Right. Right. And don't you dare <laughs> about that before we close because exactly. I'll have dessert. <laughs> exactly. Well, that, hey, that brings me to my next question. So that's perfect. So, so what sets you apart? I know you just talked about, and if you want to elaborate more on that, because I, I, when you called me and said you were doing that, I mean, that I thought that was awesome for you to do for yeah. your customer. Great customer service. So what sets you apart? Well, I mean, that's it. Like, you know, people are, this is the most joyful yet stressful time of their life. I mean, they're making the biggest purchase of their life. Um, And so you want to make that as seamless as possible. Of course, in this case, this is a reoccurring client for me, a good friend of mine. She's also starting to invest. So she's going to be an investor client of mine. Um, And, you know, I just wanted to make sure that she knew how much I appreciated her, how important it was. And I didn't want them to, I knew coming down to it, the last thing we were going to need was the termite bond and the WIR. And, you know, you guys are always so great to just be like, yes, we're on it. Like, don't worry about it. But I knew that that was going to be stressful. And I didn't, I didn't want her in the picture at all. Um, so I just took care of that. But, you know, I also I'm huge on social media. Um, I absolutely love marketing. Um, you know, background, my dad has been a marketing manager for um, EMS for golf 40 plus years now. Um, so the marketing for me is just huge and I enjoy it. And you can see that in my job. Um, I also um, give back to the fire department with any closing that I have. Um, that's huge to me. And not only am I married to one, I'm a granddaughter of one. I'm a daughter of one. All my family is in the medical field. So giving back to them is so important to me. And it's a huge um, um stable in our life to make sure that those guys and gals are taken care of. So that's important too. Oh yeah. And they deserve it. They, yeah, they absolutely. It. They work way too hard. <laughs> yes. I know. Um, yes. I'm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, well, um, so let's talk about some good and bad about real estate. I mean, you know, obviously during COVID it was, it was great. Now it's, now it's bad. What, what are some just horror stories that, that you have? Right. I mean, you know, you just have to prepare. And I mean, real estate agents, I mean, they always have to have that, um, that, that keeper in your back pocket. I mean, right now you and I've talked about it. I'm subbing at the school um, anytime that I can just to make up for that income that's not there. Um, You don't take away from pouring into your business and you don't be a secret agent. I think if you look on my Facebook, you'll be able to tell Every day that I'm a real estate agent, I keep it in people's face. Um, but, you know, just being a full-time agent, being there for your clients, you just, you just have to know that what you're going through isn't anywhere compared to what your clients are going through, especially those buyers who have been waiting for a year to get into a home. Um, you know, they're, they're stressed. They can't find anything. And just, you know, being a real person, like they're real people, you're real people, you're working for them, understand that you're working for them. And if it wasn't for them, you wouldn't be getting a paycheck. So, you know, just just knowing that it's not as easy as it looks on Selling Sunset um, and it's not as magical uh, as HGTV, um, but you make it as smooth a transition as possible for your clients. And um, of course, there are plenty of horror stories. You have people that you work with just to get that paycheck that at the end, like y'all probably weren't the best fit for each other. Um, And they probably won't use you again and that's okay with you. Um, But 
you still give them the utmost attention and serving them just like you would anyone else. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and not I getting, think that's a little bit of the downfall that we see in this, you know, in this business, a lot of people are like, they're just trying to get to that closing table, not real, not understanding that you literally are in charge of one of the biggest decisions in people's lives. And they're about to sign over literally their life <laughs> and every bit of money that they have. Um, and just using that as I, I got to get money in the bank is just not, that's not how this should work. Um, that's not how, that's not what real estate was meant for. You're, you're to be, you're to be that backbone and that, that person that is there to guide them through the whole way. Um, and when you, you can't be that if all you're looking for is a paycheck. So if you're getting into real estate and, but you know what you need, make sure that you have that, um, something to fall back on so that every paycheck isn't like, I've got to have it no matter what the situation is. Oh yeah. Well, and you know, the biggest thing is trust too. I mean, like we, we work, we work with multiple real estate agents and I like I've, I've voiced my opinion, you know, some of us, some of them have, after we've given them the wood infestation report, we've never heard back from them. We've never, we've never been paid. Um, so, you know, just, just having that trust with, with the person you're working for and being able to vouch for that person yeah. is, is huge. Well, yeah. and we're not in a business to where you burn those bridges, you know, yeah. like, I mean, I depend on you just as much as you depend on me. You know, you're like, Hey, you know, I, I know that she's going to call me when she needs a termite, if it's up to her. And you know that, like, there's no right. doubt. Um, but you know, at the same time, I need to know that the work, the job's getting done and I don't have to worry about it. And I never have to. Um, and it's the same way with all of my partners. If at the end of the day, like, and, and I'll use this for prime example, one of my lender partners, their marketing person is literally my best friend, like my ride or die. Um, and she knows that like, I love her absolutely with every inch of me. But if one, if I have a client that I know is not going to mix with them, I'm going to send them to one of my other lender partners. And if, if I have a client that comes to me and they're like, Hey, this just isn't working for me. I, again, absolutely love her, but we're flipping them to someone else because they're my client and right. they're what's important to me. Um, it's the same way with my, my title company. You know, I have all these preferred people who I rely on them and they rely on me. But at the end of the day, if my client's not happy with anybody that I pick, we, we switching gears. Of course. Um, yeah. Because they are my number one priority and that's the way it should be in real estate. But at the same time, you do have those bonds with certain people. Y'all are a team, um, you know, in real estate, they think that, you know, it's just the real estate agent. I have 50 million, million people, including you, who I have at my back that I have this team and we're ready to go. And I give my people the sheet and these are who you need to call. Let's get the ball rolling. Right. Um, right. And I've, I've built a team of people that I trust so I don't have to worry about it. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And if you don't have that team, you don't have that backbone, you don't have that structure, you're not running a true real estate business. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're making it work. And when you burn bridges like that, like, you know, with me and you, I wanted to make sure that there was a paid situation. Um, so it was paid in full. And then when you were reimbursed, you reimbursed me. Right. Um, that's the way it should be. Like, that's the way this business should be ran. Not, well, I'm going to call a person. And if it doesn't work out, well, I'll just move on to the next. That's not a team. That's not running a true business. Well, and that's something else, I, you know, with with us and, and you, I, you know, a lot we've we've heard of a lot of other companies that they go through email and all that. I, I like that that personal touch with yeah. with my customers, with you, with with anybody that I'm working with, where it's 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 a conversation. Hey, yeah, we'll get it done. I really don't like the filling out a form type thing. And I, 
I guess it's old school. I, you know, yeah. I don't know, so. Well, and you know, I mean, I think, I mean, there, I really and truly haven't had many buyer clients or seller clients that haven't used you. Um, and so, and, and that's coming from buyers who already have um, contracts set up with someone else because they're buying from someone. But my people trust me so much and mm -hmm. we have such a good relationship and we're a team that they're like, I want to flip to your guys because I know that I can call you. You can call them if there's something wrong where if there's other people, I'm going to be on hold for 15 minutes waiting on the next customer service representative. Right. You right. know, like. I guess, you know, it all boils down to, I mean, you can use big companies. I'm not saying big companies are not a good option. Go ahead, you know, if that's what you're comfortable with and that's who your team is. Um, I do better with small town team because I'm a hometown country girl lender. Um, I mean, look at my house, but, you know, it just works better for us. It works better for my clientele. I'm right. not in the up, upper areas where they don't mind, you know, somebody's going to take care of it for them. So they don't mind sitting on hold for 15 minutes. I, I know who I can contact. I know who I can go to and I know it's taken care of. And that's something off my real estate plate that I don't have to worry about. Right. Right. Well, Chancey, I, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. So um, how can, how can we find you? You know, yeah. What, what's okay, the best way to get so, in touch with you? So my cell phone is always the best way to get in touch with me. Um, calls or text messages, 205-260-8286. I literally answer anything. It could say spam risk and I'm still going to answer it just in case. Um, and then I am on TikTok, the fancy agent, um, Instagram, the fancy agent, and then just Chancy Rogers Realty uh, on Facebook. Perfect. Well, hey, again, I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Google Pesky's Pesco.